Now, 1 Chronicles 20 verse 14 says, But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you and we have given you only what comes from your hand. So everything comes from God, your life, your breath. It really, really sort of shocked me to see Michael Jackson. They just released photos of him lying on the gurney, meaning that he's dead and, um, and he's got a tag on his toe and, you know, it's dead. I know I'm just I'm trying to be sensible here but but um it because he was so big he was so larger than life I thought Michael Jackson almost represented eternity because there was a big statue of him and millions of dollars uh, uh, millions of records sold and huge fame greatest entertainer the world's ever saw and but the scene dead I thought well hang on that that wasn't all it, it amounted up to be was it it was and of course his music for me doesn't have the same wallop now he's dead and um, it just all dissipates into normalcy. And I want to make, you know, I, I think in terms of our God and eternity, that's where you should be investing your life into, you know, not, not in the world. And I, and I hope Michael Jackson had enough sense to know Jesus. And Amen. The Bible says we're aliens and strangers in your sight. Talking, you know, saying to God, we're like aliens and strangers in your sight. And, we're, and, and so we're all our forefathers. And, and our days on earth are like a shadow, meaning they're just very short and bang and without hope. Our, oh Lord, oh God, as for all the abundance that we have provided for building you a temple for your holy name, it comes from your hand and all of it belongs to you anyhow. I know, my God, that you test the heart. A lot of life is about testing and preparation for eternity. This is like a giant big school the world is like a giant big schoolroom, and, and we are being tested in our integrity of living a life integral to God. Who believes that? And, and it's like a big test, man. You think you're going through a test, you university students. Man, each one of us are going through that in a personal way. I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. All these things I have given willingly and with honest intent. And now I have been, and now I have seen with joy how willingly your people who are here have given to you. So I'm talking about rewards, and I'm talking about, you know, one day standing before the Lord. And this, this John Bevere says, um, judgment means investigation, that there will be, oh, this is powerful stuff, I mean, but there will be an investigation on your life at the end of your day. Judgment, investigation, your life, oh boy, that's powerful. But, um, for we all must, and it says in 2 Corinthians 5.10, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, and each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, that's this body, whether good or bad. So all Christians are subject to judgment. There's no exceptions to it. We're judged on our words, our, our secret acts, our character, our good deeds, our attitude, our motives, uh, even the lack of love for you know, people. And great to see the guys feeding the, the homeless. You know, and, and you'll be judged for that, and you'll be judged quite, quite uh, fairly, and uh, you'll get blessed for that because, you know, there's such a propensity for human nature to only care for important people. You know, Jesus talked about giving the best seat to the rich person and leaving, you know, those others down the end of the table. So, well done to you guys. Give them a hand last night. They, yeah. And it talks about we'll be judged on our work, our ministry, and it talks about, yeah, and two major areas we'll be judged on is building the kingdom and our influence on other people. Two major areas that we'll be judged on is building the kingdom, building the church, bringing the church on, 
And also the second one is our influence on other people. That's powerful. So let me just bring you a couple of scriptures now. The eternal reward scriptures go like this. Isaiah 3, 10 to 11. Tell the godly that all will be well for them. They will enjoy the rich reward they have uh, earned. But the wicked are doomed, for they will get exactly what they deserve. 2 Corinthians 5, 9. So we make it our goal to please Him. This is God. We make it our goal as Christians to please Him, whether we're at home, in the body, or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. We're judged on our work, and I did think about a couple of people in the life of our church. I did think about the Phillipses and um, the great work they do for kids and, and just helping build the church. They've been here, Lisa and Nicola, and mum and dad have been here forever and just, just really bless me. And, and this, this scripture's for you. And it goes in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10. For God is not unfair. How can he forget your hard work for him or forget the way that you used to show your love for him and still do? by helping his children. And we are anxious that you keep right on loving others as long as life lasts so that you will get your full reward. There's that word again, full reward. So there is rewards in eternity. Do you know what I'm saying? Am I getting somewhere here? There is a reward for you now, but in eternity. And of course it says in Matthew 16:27, For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. Also, there's a reward for faithfulness. The trustworthy will get a rich reward. Proverbs 28.20 The Lord rewards every man for his righteousness and his faithfulness. 1 Samuel 26.23 For those people who pray, there's a reward for you. I think it's in Matthew 6.6 And when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray for your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. I love that. And of course, more pertinent to what we're talking about is our giving to God, is our tithes and offerings. And uh, just continue to fill out those envelopes while I, because I'm wrapping it up now. But I tell you, it says here in Luke 16:9, I tell you, use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. In this way, your generosity stores up a reward for you in heaven. Philippians uh, 4.17 Not that I seek and am eager for your gift, but I do seek and am eager for the fruit which increases, or the reward that increases to you, the harvest of blessing that is accumulating to your account. And Psalm, lastly, Psalm 112, verse 9, They share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence and honor. It really does talk about uh, a great reward for all that we do. That's for the people who help serve in the house, the volunteers. Someone said to me when I first started work, when I was 17, and they said, join the super. I said, what is a super fund? What is that? And, um, you know, and I never did. Uh, I did for a while, but I didn't for decades have a super fund. But I know the guys that, that did invest in their super back when they were 17. They're now retiring with a million, two million dollars in their account. Why didn't I start investing when I was 17? Why didn't I start investing in the kingdom of God like Garth has at a young age, like these young people have at a young age? Because I didn't start investing until I was about 25. Do you know what I'm saying? So I count it a privilege to give to God. And I'm trying to make up for lost ground. I'm giving Him everything. Forget a token gesture of $2, $5. Man, he's got it all. 
We've sown hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars into the kingdom. And I'm, not, and I'm still not happy. And I'm not, Julie's not happy either. She wants to give the house away. She wants to give the whole shebang away. And if that's the case, so be it. Because I can stand before the Lord and say, Lord, it was all for you. It was all for soul. It was all for the, it was all for the kingdom. We did our best with which you gave us. We didn't store it up for ourselves. We didn't, we didn't store it up for ourselves. But Father, right now, as people contemplate to give, Father in heaven, bless them. Let them know that God, that you bless faithfulness. Let them know that you bless their giving. Let them know that you bless their hearts in prayer. And thank God for the prayers that are praying for us as a church. Thank God for your people. Thank God for the people that serve this house in every area. I bless you and thank God for you in Jesus' name. Amen.